Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. The Batman will return, but where is The Flash? Sony does more stuff with their Spideyverse. Avatar 2 gets a title. And there's a big shake-up to Fast 10. Another Suicide Squad spin-off? Cobra Kai will strike early. That 70s show is shaping up to really be a 70s show reunion, and it looks like nobody needs good neighbours anymore. But first, trailer talk. And we're going to start with Green Lantern, Beware My Power. The trailer reveals Jon Stewart taking up his power ring for a new adventure. I'm always surprised by these DC animated movies. I know they're coming. I think I must forget. And then all of a sudden, a trailer just comes out of nowhere. And that's what my experience was with this. And what's interesting to note, it's the same continuity that started with Superman, Man of Tomorrow. I mean, it's good that we're getting more of those. Um, I think what, I feel like my experience with these movies is that, like, you tell me that they're coming out and then eventually you tell me when it is out and then I watch it and that's how what happens. Um, I watched this trailer. I gotta be honest. I mean, I mean, it looks pretty cool, but it just, it, I mean, it just looks like another DC animated movie now focusing on the, on Green Lantern, Green Lanterns. It, it Which, looks fine. There's nothing necessarily wrong with it, but I mean, it's, it's not I know, but- anything that exciting. What was that's the thing I was going to say? The big difference between the two of us, like, I'm a big fan of Green Lantern as a character, any Mm. iteration, really. And this is the third DC animated Green Lantern film, the first one being Green Lantern First Flight. Then we got Green Lantern Emerald Knights in anticipation of the Ryan Reynolds movie, that was more of a anthology, but it's that was that many many years ago, and and here we are with this new one, but it's not just Green Lantern. We're getting Jon Stewart as a new Lantern after Hal Jordan has fallen in battle. You've got the Thangarians, you've got Sinestro and his core, Martian Manhunter, Green Arrow. So I love the fact that, again, like this is a continuity that was established back with Man of Tomorrow, then with... Justice Society, World War II, again with Batman, The Long Halloween, and they're just keeping this continuity going. And I like the animation style. It's great seeing characters like Green Arrow being a part of this. But John Stewart, for many, going back to Bruce Timm's Justice League in 2000, he was their Green Lantern. And he's kind of been sidelined for many years he's had his moments in the comics but this is him coming back in animation and it's his movie i'm excited for it i'm 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 excited for you <laughs> and of course like i'll watch it but again like i i think it's because like i said you tell me when the movie comes out and then i watch it and that's it i i never really need any sort of encouragement to to watch a trailer to get excited for, I just watch them and I just see whatever whatever lands. So I mean, I, that's just my relationship with the animated film. So again, not poo pooing on uh, on this trailer in any way. I just I'm like, yeah, it's fine. 
That's cool. Lots of green well, beams. Lots of green beams. And that's I mean, it, it's a it's a given. Just so you know though, <laughs> July 26th. That's when that's when it comes. Well, there you off. go. And I was waiting for you to tell me that. <laughs> it's just, it's good. And just like the the other ones, this is rated PG 13. So there you go. They're pretty oh. much all are, to be fair. There's a couple that are a little bit higher than that, but for the most part, that's the go-to. But okay, cool. Um, I've clearly got a lot more enthusiasm, but yeah, I just sure. say and that's we okay. watch and review all of these. So <laughs> this will be another one to add to our previous reviews. Okay, this is something I guess, well, not I guess I know you're more excited about. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi, Disney released a full-length trailer. And wow, I am even more excited for the show than than I was before. It takes place 10 years after the events of Revenge of the Sith, and we even get a bit of Vader in this trailer. Oh, do we? Do we? I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm not watching this trailer. Um, I've seen enough. I'm good. I'm so excited. I'm pumped. I know that's very unprofessional of me. Um, I'm probably butchering this whole trailer talk segment today um but no i do not need to watch this i'm waiting for the show we're so close well do you know what it doesn't give a lot away i don't it really doesn't i don't it doesn't i mean they (laughs) they shared this trailer on may the 4th star wars day very fitting very wonderful yeah very very fitting but it didn't give too much away but tell me, and, tell me in the audience and, and the other people that haven't watched this, is this an amazing trailer? Um, I, I know you already said you're excited, but did this trailer make you just go, hells yeah, like let's... I mean, I knew, I mean, on. yes. <laughs> well, you, you got that from the first teaser, like most people did when hearing Duel of the Fates. Like it just got you hooked yeah, straight away. Yeah, and they don't use Duel of the Fates again, but you do get Vader with it. It's a teaser, to be honest. You get the heavy breathing, which is to be expected with Vader. Uncle Owen is in there. And, yeah, it, it just, you know, a little young look. It's pretty much showing, I think, a lot of what we've seen already in that initial teaser. Uh, but we're just getting a bit more footage, longer trailer. But they're not giving too much away. And we're so close now. May 27th is when we get the first two episodes, and this is only a six-episode event. That's, that's so it's going to be that it's is, going to be over in no time. Look, it, it is good to hear that not too much is, is being revealed. Uh, but again, yeah, I think I think like when you get to like, especially like TV trailers, I feel like I don't need to like I'm like I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there watching it. it it's fine. I do not need to. Um, dive that deep into the marketing unless it's forced upon me and well i've got to be honest i <laughs> i did watch it for the podcast because otherwise we would have just had green lantern beware my power and based on your reactions that would have been a disaster so oh, i'm glad there was something else to talk about <laughs> it is good but saying that you didn't even watch it but that is okay and that is it for trailer talk and now on to movie news and I hope I'm coming back for our next movie show uh, next time around because I feel like you might find me. Yeah, um, but the <laughs> Batman, the Batman sequel is happening with Robert Pattinson and director Matt Reeves returning. This is a bit of a well, no duh, <laughs> but it is good to know that it's official. It's green lit. 
it's it's good. It's good. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, no, I I mean, you know, we, we reviewed this movie, uh, The Batman, absolutely loved it. And the assumption was they're going to make more. We've been talking about the spin-off TV shows that are coming, Arkham, The Penguin. So, yeah, but it, it's official. I, it's I, now officially my only, coming. My only request is that, like, I, again, you know, going into I'm hoping that they really do keep it as grounded as this first film was. Um, I just love the approach, even keeping it like the, the serial killer type um, theme, just to let Batman really continue that detective, you know, diving into that detective mode of, of what was established in this first film. So I don't want them to, go too far away from that evolve like let the movies evolve but yeah i kind of want it to i want it to still be off of the same piece and tone and me too well the i mean bring on bring on mr freeze bring on mr freeze i'm all for it but just keep it within do something they could do it i honestly i i like mr freeze as an idea but you know what you're saying it's like it has to be through the prism of that first film, That's the it. world that they've established, like they can't just have a Kryptonian flying above Gotham. Like they've got to stay away from the wider DC universe and just have characters appearing and fitting within that world. And ice guns. Lots of e- ice guns. Even though it's cool, even though it's super cool, they can't. End of the day. <laughs> yeah, well done. End of the day. <laughs> Thanks. Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson coming back. Job done. That's it, isn't it? That's it. Let's build from there. So that's a film where, like, you know, yeah, we kind of thought it was coming anyway. Let's talk about The Flash because, wow, this movie has been so problematic and they've changed directions, changed directors over the course of making this film. And the film is finished. People have seen the finished film. And information we have here has come from people that have seen footage at CinemaCon. Michael Shannon is returning to the DCEU with his General Zod from Man of Steel set to appear. I mean, I did not see that coming at all. I mean, Zod being killed by Superman, spoiler, for Man of Steel that came out in 2013, that divided people. And whether it's the same version of that character, because just like with Doctor Strange, Multiverse. It's happening at Marvel. It's happening at DC as well. So this is not necessarily the same General Zod, but there will be a General Zod, once again played by Michael Shannon. I, I think what do you think to that? I figure, like just as you said, this is probably going to be a variant if uh, DC are also nope, using... that's Marvel. <laughs> but they can, I mean, uh, an alternate version of, of this character in a different universe... And I think for the reason that you just pointed out, like that divisive moment where Superman kills Zod, I'm all for it. I understood what was happening in that scene and why he had to do it and how painful it was for the character to do it. Like he was, he didn't want that. It was, it was heartbreaking for him. But I think we might get a universe where General Zod survived or Superman didn't kill him and maybe Zod achieved what he set out to do and maybe the world is so much worse for it and maybe we get to see that universe and what's become of it that would be pretty epic and pretty cool 
might not be that at all, but I think that would be cool if that if that's what this it's is. It's just interesting, isn't it? That in a world where in a world, yeah, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> in a world where there's no talk of Henry Cavill as Superman, yet here we are talking about Michael Shannon as General Zod. Come on, what's going on? Give us Superman. But what's interesting also to note, though, so this footage that people have seen, Michael Keaton was revealed to be digitally de-aged. We've said before on the podcast that the Batman, or not the Batman, but Batman in the DCEU, is a 70-year-old played by Michael Keaton. So I was surprised to hear that they're de-aging him unless it's just for maybe a flashback. But the footage does end with Keaton saying, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. So I don't know if it's a direct lift from Batman 89 or it's just Keaton's go-to line. I don't know. Yeah, we just say it a because, second time because apparently that's like a catchphrase that Batman has. Yeah, like I like obviously we know, I know it's from you know that eighty nine Batman film, but it's like is it a catchphrase that he he repeats that he recycles? Or, or are I they, mean, are they doing that thing? You know, like in Spider Man No Way Home, where it's like the characters would repeat lines for the audience, but it didn't necessarily make sense for that character. You know, like Norman Osborn. You know, I'm somewhat of a scientist myself because that's the that's the meme, that's the funny line that's that the everyone's line. fun yeah, at. Yeah. Like, because it's it's weird, <laughs> and then they make the character say it. Maybe that's what it is, but in a more cooler way because that's a pretty badass badass moment. <laughs> Let's get nuts. But again, like in review, based on footage, Shannon as Zod, a de-aged Bruce Wayne, or de-aged Batman, and that line from 89. So there we go. So that's gonna, a few this is going to be like points. when this movie eventually does come out in 2047, it will be a crazy epic multiverse movie filled with lots of madness. Just give me a good film. I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping for, for a good film. In fact, you know, more just than give that, me just the film. Just give me the film. <laughs> yes. Just want to see it. Before we move on to the next question, the, the next, not the next question, the next, uh, the next topic, just a quick sideline question for you. With every, and we don't have to go into the details of it all, but with everything that's going on with Ezra Miller right now, look, I do believe this movie will still come out and he'll still be in it because, you know, he's the Flash. Do you think this will be the the last we see of Ezra Miller as the Flash? I think that depends on Ezra Miller and with the things that you kind of were alluding to. <laughs> Who knows? He's obviously going through a lot at the moment. Um, maybe you should leave Hawaii. I don't know. Change, change locations, <laughs> get a fresh perspective on everything. But I, I don't know. He's obviously going through something. Okay. And yeah, yeah. This uh, again, the Flash film, problematic is probably a good word. <laughs> that's, it, um, that's it. Okay. No, no, fair enough. We'll move on. We'll move on. Venom 3. Officially in development at yes. Sony. That's that's it. Okay. It's, it's it's coming. Okay. I mean, right. when we last saw the I character, mean, it was still doing stuff and he had a bit of a taste of the MCU and then he didn't. He went back home. I mean, the movie, the last movie made money. I of course this movie's coming. Of course it is. I'm not surprised. Yeah, so I don't it was think no... you are. 
It was no surprise, but Morbius. I, honestly, I, I I I can't even talk about the film anymore. Morbius was a film that was made and released, and we watched these. Uh, what I call the yeah. modern the modern Sony Marvel movies. I'm just. I mean, I don't. Maybe I won't see the next one <laughs> like until well, the next one not in cinema. Is Craven the Hunter? So, okay, I'm going to see that because. Oh, see, I don't know. Look, it's <laughs> oh, rough. Venom, Venom, let there be carnage. Like, the <laughs> first one had, the first one had something going for it. Still not great. Anyway, yep, Venom, <laughs> it's, it's rough. Venom three, it it's is, rough. it is coming. Oh, actually, you know, so whether we're talking Craven the Hunter. Madam Web, all these Marvel films that Sony are announcing. There's another one. There is another one. Sony has announced El Moretto, a Spider-Man spin-off film that will star Bad Bunny as Marvel's first live-action Latino lead. I'd never heard of this character before, ever. I looked into it. Only appeared in comics. Two appearances. That's enough for Sony I mean, to green light a film. <laughs> I mean, things are just getting silly now. It's just like, like, like what, like what is this really? Is it just okay? Maybe they're like, look, there's an interesting character here. We can do something with it. It's not really, yeah, it's not required viewing in terms of whatever they're doing with this, with the Spider-Man Sony verse, whatever you call it. You know, whatever. You know, much like you know, like when DC were making all these like offshoot kind of comic book movies based on particular like DC like prints but it didn't really it wasn't you know that it wasn't a part of the Justice League or anything like that you know just random thing you know Jonah Hex or something like that maybe that's what this is and it's it's I don't know look at the diversity this might be really appealing to like the Latino community and beyond and all that kind of stuff which is great fantastic maybe we're all I don't know. Is he like a wrestler? My real question is, who the hell is Bad Bunny? I looked into him. He's like, what was it like? Is it Instagram, TikTok, or something that the kids are using these days? It's wrestler, singer. I don't know. He's got like heaps of followers and things. Is that where we're at now? Look, he might be a fantastic actor, but apparently he hasn't really done. I mean, wrestling, I guess, is a kind of acting and again i don't want to knock this guy too much if we if we're talking tv and film what i read this would be his acting debut but you're right though so i mean acting wrestling one of the same as a film studio right as a film studio they go look we're gonna we're gonna green light this this project with one of our marvel properties and we're gonna put our lead actor is this first time at acting. And again, he might be phenomenal. He might have interviewed and been, not interviewed, uh, auditioned. Um, and he might have blown them away. But what's telling me, everything feels icky about this. I'm like, this guy has heaps of followers on whatever social media he's got. And yeah, I don't know. I, it just feels, it just feels like I just, the, I the yucky marketing. Kind of oh look, this is a popular guy. Let's put him in the movie. I just can't believe that you're right. It is going to be ticking certain boxes, but I can't believe like Sony, when they're looking at doing these Spider-Man spin-off films, they're going to greenlight this after something like Morbius. When that that was definitely 
a stumble for them. The Venom films, you know, whether they're you know great or not, people seem to like them. Well, people yeah, do yeah, like for them. Sure. It makes and, sense. It makes and sense. they they make money. But yes, I, I don't know. This is this is a odd one. You know, I just want to. This is kind of going back to DC because I feel like we can't really we've passed DC now in film. But since we did our last movie show, the Wonder Twins film we talked about, cancelled, not happening. Yeah, that was going to be the uh... film, HBO Max. I forgot to add that in the 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 DC section. The boys, uh, the boys from Discovery that have uh, you know like taken over, they are not wasting any time. Yeah, I mean, lean and shot, man. They are not wasting. Do we do we need a Wonder Twins movie? The answer seems to be not. But this Spider-Man spin-off for the time being is a thing. The third Spider-Verse film will be officially called Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. At least this is a Sony Spider-Man film I can uh, get behind and enjoy and be like, yes, I'm so excited for these. Um, very upset that obviously we, we spoke about this being delayed. Um, but the sequel was going to be like a two-parter, at least that's what it was announced as. Uh, what was it? The second one's Across the Universe. It was Across the Universe Part 1. Now it's just Across the Universe. Yeah. And this third film, Beyond the Spider-Verse. I like it. It, it, it There's a nice progression of, of Spider-Verse in the, in the titles. It's good. It's good stuff. Um, additionally... Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse will have 240 freaking characters, um, <laughs> six universes, and the largest crew for an animated film. So I think what's behind that is also like each universe is going to have a different animation style or art style, which uh, I think I read that somewhere. Or maybe I yeah, I read, I read that as well. And, and what they've said cool. as well... Yeah, what they said as well is with the 240 characters, don't get too bogged down by that because some could be very quick appearances. As so it's not going to be... As they're flying through... Yeah, like, the, exactly. The, the, You're still... The, the multiverse, it's like... Liking that first film and what they're building towards in that second film, you're going to have your focus characters, your main characters. But there's going to be lots of fun appearances and that, I guess, is going to make up the, the majority of the 240 characters. But, yeah, whether it's been delayed or title changes, I'm so excited for more Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse films. That first film was just excellent. Oh, this is a big one. John Watts has departed as director of Fantastic Four. He wants to take a break from superheroes after completing his Spider-Man trilogy. I was I was genuinely like taken aback by this and was a little bit disappointed. I was like, oh, that's I, I feel like you know, even though I, you know, I bag on No Way Home a bit, but he's done a great job with those with those little Spider-Man movies, you know, those those small little billion dollar movies, um, on average. That he's done quite well. And I feel like he at least I, I think he would have been able to handle maybe I think like a nice energy pop that the Fantastic Four movie really should bring. I do believe, though, this yeah. reason that they've given, I reckon bullshit. <laughs> I reckon I don't think there's been any. I don't think there's been any sort of like issues or anything like. That, but it's like, look, it, he he would have known if 
whilst he was he was you know finishing up No Way Home, he would have been having thoughts of like, ah, look, I need a break from the superhero stuff. If that was the case, this is all very new and recent. I I think this is PR spin as it usually is. Yeah. Again, I yeah. don't think it's anything bad, but I think there might be another reason, and I don't even know if we can speculate about that now because I feel I mean, do you know what? Like you know, as much you know, I've enjoyed all three of his Spider-Man films, to be honest. But I don't know what anything else that he's done. I mean, has he done anything else other than Spider-Man? Surely he must have. Yeah, some smaller, some smaller things. But again, off the, I can't. So I can off the top of my head. I can't. I can't tell. I can't tell. I can appreciate wanting to step away and do something different because he directed a Spider-Man trilogy in the space of six years. Mm. That is that is a lot. Of maybe <laughs> it, you does. Know, it does. It does make was, sense. But it was yeah. in the mindset to do it all again with the Fantastic Four. But then anyway, I, I this reckon, is a film. It's a film we are directing now. Yeah. Look, and I, I reckon they've already, I reckon they've already cast the, at least the principal cast of this film. I think a set of circumstances has taken place. I, I reckon that Marvel Studios have another director in mind or lined up for it. And I reckon John Watts, was asked to do him a solid. And I reckon they've maybe made him a hell good deal, been like, hey, look, you can, in future, like you've got a pick of another IP, character, franchise, film, whatever, that, you know, obviously, because I think everything's good, I reckon they were just like, hey, do us this one solid. We've got this director lined up for this that we want to do. I reckon they've just done a bit of shuffling, but they can't announce anything more. And, and again, yeah. I'm, I'm being careful because there's a particular actor that may or may not be attached to this film i reckon they've offered him the the yeah and you know what we're both thinking it (laughs) there's a reason why we won't say anything but um yeah we we've not even talked about this until now and we're not really talking about it but i think i know who you're talking about and i agree basically i'm thinking a, a particular actor that might be attached to this film might also be in the run-in for directing this film, and maybe that was a way of getting that actor to be in the movie. Yes, okay. Let's and I think we've said enough. And I think we've said enough. We've we've said too much, but yes. Um I don't think we Fantastic have I think we've, I think we've currently said a good amount. <laughs> well, do you know what? We yes, no, I won't, <laughs> I won't say anything more. <laughs> let's move on to the next story. Let's move away from Marvel. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah. That's how that's how underwhelmed I was to move on to this. Um, Avatar 2, yay! <laughs> Avatar 2 has officially been titled Avatar The Way of Water. Yeah, there sounds, it is. Sounds ridiculous. Um do you know what but the we, thing is though, right? I, I think you need to go you need to go back to when that first movie came out, and admittedly, I've only seen that movie once and it was at the movies in 3d i bought it on blu-ray didn't watch it a second time and people just seem to be fairly quick to dismiss it and i'm planning on doing a rewatch. but there's a genuine audience for this movie oh, like, definitely a lot definitely of people is. want this new film i'm not quite there yet with the level of excitement that i'm seeing online i honestly don't I, I don't think it is as as crazy high as, as we want. I mean, there definitely is. And the, the, this movie will do well. I'm, I'm not going to say it, like it's not going to bomb. It's not going to do rubbish numbers or anything silly. Like it's going to do really well. 
but it's not going to do like crazy ridiculous numbers like like the first one did. I, I just don't I just don't see it happening. I just don't think that thirst is there. Um, it, even if they put water in the title, I don't think people are going for a drink. Um, I don't know. There's something that doesn't. I mean, they 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 are not going to be able to recreate the magic of that first film. It was it was an event. It was a big deal. You know, look, they but, you know they showed the the new trailer for this, the teaser, the teaser trailer for this. Um, you know, before um, or at least my screening of of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Did you see oh, it as, right. as well? No. No, I did not. Oh, you did My screening. No, my screening. I was going to ask you, actually, as part of our Doctor Strange review. No, no, I've I've not seen it. One more time. What? Oh, wow. Right, come on. Let's name and shame. Which cinema did you, which cinema chain did you go to? Event cinema. Oh, mate. I also went to event cinema. Oh, wow. Maybe it's because I went. I mean, I went on the Wednesday advanced screening. Maybe that mm, has something to do with I it. I did have to. I got Thor, Thor, Love and Thunder. That was good. Seeing that Thor, on the big screen. Top Gun, this. I got Top Avatar, Gun. Oh, Way of Water. And, I, um, I'm not happy. Event Cinemas. Something else. Oh, Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, I got Jurassic World. Oh, come on. I got pretty much everything. <laughs> I Avatar 2. Um, I mean, to give it its full title, The Way of Water. Look, watch the teaser. Watch the teaser on the big screen, which is kind of cool. I'm like, this is, yeah, trailers should premiere in a theater. It should be seen for the first it's time not on even... the big screen. It's it's crazy. I like that. But watching the trailer, I was like, I'll admit it. And I'm not being a negative Nelly. I, I'm like, the visuals weren't that amazing. I mean, they look nice and pretty, but I'm like, Am I meant to be blown away? Is there meant to be some sort of crazy new technological advance with the? I, I didn't see anything like that. I was like, look, it mm. looks like the first movie. There's just a bit more water. Well, I'm just jealous that you've actually seen it. And oh, it it, I mean, it's only like, I think it's only like 60 seconds or maybe a minute and a half, huh? maybe 90 seconds. It's, it's pretty, it, it's, it, it's a teaser. Look, there's, a, there's just a few shots of like, you know, we're in the jungles of Pandora again. There's, um, you know, there's now there, there's water. There are like these riverbanks or ocean type things. And there's a few shots of like, you know, the actual, you know, like the humans on their like base and stuff like that. And, you know, the avatars are blue. And I'm like, cool. Like this looks like, look, I mean, if if you show me that footage and was like, hey, yeah, here's a few shots from the first movie, I'd, I'd be like, I believe you. <laughs> it, it looks the same. There's no story in the uh, in the teaser or anything like that. There's no. Um, is there dialogue? There might be a few spoken things, but again, nothing that stuck with me. But again, I I just don't care. <laughs> but, we're, but, we're, we're literally doing trailer talk right now, and just I, like I, earlier, I feel like one of us has seen it. The other one hasn't. Well, I feel like that it's was not me, even online that was yet. Me, that was me making up for uh, the. That was me making up for the bloody trailer talk <laughs> that I did earlier. Yeah, I mean, anyway, it's, it's got to it. be it's got to be out soon, but the trailer is not yet online. So, so Avatar, we'll to, uh, wait, Blue Moist. That's what they should call it. <laughs> there we go. Hey, Sony. We talked about them earlier with Venom Three. They are developing a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife. So this, whether it's going to be yes. a Direct continuation, following some, if not all, the characters from that film, or just another Ghostbusters film, we don't know. 
but they are saying a sequel to, so maybe it is. But either way, we're getting the new Ghostbusters film on the back of a successful Ghostbusters film. I'm so excited. Yeah, this I can get behind. I'm all for this. And look, hopefully, why wouldn't it be? Hopefully it is it is a continuation of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Like, they introduced some new characters, and I like those characters. Little little Egon granddaughter. I Phoebe. That's the one. Couldn't remember her name. Phoebe. McKenna Grace. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, McKenna Grace is Phoebe. We got podcast, her little mate. Um, who else we got? Uh, Mr. Gruberson. Yes. I'm dude. blanking on the name. Stranger of... Kid. Stranger Things Kid. Yeah, him. Uh, other but the film ends Bingler with <laughs> yeah, the film ends with Winston Zedmore wanting to do more and branch out and yes, give me more Ghostbusters. I'm excited. Winston, for that. Winston Zedmore wants to do more. Yes, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I mean, that is teasing, setting up something. I, maybe it that's is. where they go. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I think it would be. I mean, Ernie Hudson has said in an interview that he would very much like for Winston to be the Nick Fury of Ghostbusters that appear <laughs> mental, in yeah. different films, TV spin-offs or whatever. I just give him an eye patch as well just doing. to really get into it. Um, <laughs> yes. How would you feel if it was, if it followed Winston and, you know, like whatever he's doing and a few other characters, but we moved away from Phoebe and the Egon grandchildren? Do you know what? I would be okay with that. But if, if they were going to do a continuation with actors from that first film, I'd be okay if we just kept McKenna Grace's Phoebe. She was excellent. I said during our review, she actually becomes a Ghostbuster. The rest of them are there. I nearly got his name then. Her brother is there because he drives the car and podcast is assisting as her friend, but people are just there out of circumstance where she's got an interest yeah. in science, connection to her grandfather. And by the end of that film, to me, out of all of them, she was the one that felt like she was a Ghostbuster. You... But either way, yeah, you're up. You're we're up. getting more, and I'm very much excited for more. Oh, what is her brother's name? It's going to really bother me now. Just Stranger Things Kid. Like I don't kind of remember Stranger the actor's Things name. Kid. Can't even remember the actor's <laughs> name. Poor bloke, but he's uh, he's doing well. Um, look, the next Expendables movie is officially called. Expend for balls, <laughs> and it will once again feature a star-studded cast. I love it when they do this. <laughs> when movies, do oh, me too. But you're not supposed to do what you did. <laughs> like they, yes, they replaced an A with a number four. How, oh, I guess yeah, expendables. You, could, you explain it like just that. like you know, Halloween reboot, Halloween, <laughs> Scream Five just scream expendables 4 is just expendables but it's even is, is the first even, right? is the first movie called the expendables it is yeah oh and they replace the a with a four it's like fast I and like furious. It. it's like it's not the fast and furious it's just fast and furious well they like replace they yeah they it took different. away it the is different, it is different. yeah no it's different and they put a four in place of an a it's good expend for you know what <laughs> stallone <laughs> And his mates are back for a fourth outing. Yes. Inexpendables. And it's, a, and it's a silly title. <laughs> I love it. 
Mission Impossible 7 has officially been titled Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. The assumption would be that the eighth film would be Dead Reckoning Part 2. But that's not a given, really, is it? Because just <laughs> like we've, you know, the, across the Spider-Verse, they could still change it on us. But at the moment... That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. That is that is a title, Dead Reckoning Part 1. And eight films, that will be it. And that's no small feat. That is a lot. Over, I mean, when did the first one come out? It was like mid to late 90s. Yeah, Tom Cruise has been making these films for a long time and I love these films and they just get better and better and better. There's not many franchises you can actually say that about, but you can Mission Impossible. The last handful, each one is better than the last and I'm looking forward to more. And you know, I did read something about Paramount Plus wanting to do a TV spin-off that's set within the world of Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise said no. It's not happening. There's not many actors out there. Wow, yeah. That are movie stars only. And again, like they weren't necessarily looking for him to appear, but Tom Cruise is an actor and he's got to be in the minority now where he's a film star. He makes films, doesn't make TV. All it makes films. So he's very protective over Mission Impossible as a franchise. And you're going to get eight films, and that is going to be it. But you've got to think, like if it was another property, and you know, whether it's Paramount Plus or whoever, and the star says no, that's not necessarily going to stop the project. <laughs> but it goes to show, like, I mean, it's Tom Cruise, isn't it? But yes, yeah, so it's going to be eight films, and that's going to be the end. And again, each one keeps getting better and better. But at the same time, like, and Tom Cruise puts everything into it, like probably more than he needs to. But he no. puts it in anyway, and we appreciate him for it. But he's going to get to a point where he's not going to be able to do everything he wants to do as that character. So it makes sense that they are working towards an end date. You know, I, recently at work, like I was talking to my team about. You know, every now and then movies come up. They know I'm, I'm like the movie guy and, and none of them are. And we're talking about the upcoming Top Gun film. And I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not like a huge Top Gun fan, but like, you know, watching the trailer, like I kind of got really pumped just to see all the action, you know, like on the big screen. It just looks cool as planes and stuff. And I just started getting ripped into about liking Tom Cruise. And I said to him, I was like, look, he's a crazy dude. But, like, he's one of the... I was trying to explain to him, like, he's one of the last, like, true Hollywood yeah. movie stars. Like, and for those... like the, What you were just talking about, like... And then they, they just think I'm in love with him now. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> he's just... Yeah. He just, he's good at what he does. He, he runs and jumps. Well, that's and it. He's on planes. Yeah, and he's, he's falling on into buildings and breaking himself. And it's, it's good, man. Like, you know, I... I listened to an interview with Rob Lowe and he was talking about back in the maybe eighties. And so this is like Tom Cruise before he blew up and Rob Lowe and him were friends and they met on set and they were going to go out to lunch together or that was Rob Lowe's plan. And he was like chatting with Tom on set. And then Tom's like, Oh no, no, no. I can't go to lunch with you. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, 
I, Tom Cruise, know you, but my character doesn't know you. So I'm not going to be able to go because my character doesn't know you. It is like, wow. <laughs> like wow. Even, <laughs> this is like, but this is before Tom Cruise was Tom Cruise. Like, so he's always been a little bit eccentric. And, a little bit yeah, you know, he's got his, his beliefs and everything else. But when we're talking about what he puts on screen, like it just does a good incredible, job, right? It does. I cannot wait for Mission Seven Impossible. Um, it's gonna. Be- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I'd seen Top Gun a few times when I was younger, and a couple of months ago, I rewatched it, and it's a fun movie. It is a fun movie. Don't get me wrong, but when they first announced Top Gun Maverick, I'm like, oh, who, who even needs that? And I remember just sat in the cinema. I didn't know it was coming. You're like, that me. first trailer. I need this. <laughs> and the music, I'm like, oh, that got me interested. <laughs> the music takes you back straight away to that just first the movie. the sound of those jets, like... Those jets. Yep. And the, <laughs> and the aerial shots of the planes, and you're like, oh, yeah, no. Oh, like, that's not CGI, like, holy yeah. shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. I can't remember the last time where it's such a quick turnaround or something. Top Gun 2, mm. oh, who needs that? Like, can you remember the movie Stealth that came out in around... Around 2005. I believe so, yeah, yeah, yeah. you remember that? Uh, directed by Rob Cohen, Jamie Foxx is in it, Josh Lucas, Jessica Biel. And at the end, as a gag, it says, Top Gun 2 coming soon. <laughs> so it's kind of like just being a bit of a joke. And all these years later, this year, we're going to get Top Gun Maverick. And it looks incredible. Like It really does look incredible. And just like with the Mission Impossible films, like they are shooting things with a camera that most other films would just do digitally. That's right. But then, no, strapping the camera to the shoulder, let's go out there and shoot some footage. And thrilling. It looks thrilling. So, yeah, so there you go. So I'm on your side. I I agree with you. Uh, You get me. It's fine. (laughs) Expect a review of Top Gun Maverick coming soon. There you go. All right. So uh, Fast X. Fast 10 has <laughs> Fast 10 Furious. Um, Fast X has found, is it X or 10? Which one are we committing to? Because I feel like Fast I X. I mean, it, it is Fast 10, but they're calling it Fast X. So I should say X and not go by the number that the Roman numeral is. I should say X. Okay, I mean, this is not even this is not even the story. I mean, we did this we last did time. This last I mean, time. It, Two weeks it later, I'm, I'm sense. still don't know what I'm doing. Fast X you has need... found a new... Dra- well, I was just going to say, gonna do the story. you need to start with Roman numerals. You can't introduce <laughs> it in the 10th film. Sorry, do the story. All right. So, yeah, book, big shake-up. Fast X has found a new director in The Incredible Hulk and Transporters, um, Louis Leteria. He takes over for Justin Lin, who exited Fast 10 you've written fast 10 and not x who's exited fast 10 <laughs> as director last week this is this was pretty crazy and unexpected so yeah um, it was big news justin With, when, when um, did he come on board four or five oh, um i'm gonna say maybe four but he's done more than anybody else of these movies he's directed and there's some four the, or five but the ones he, that he's done yeah. has been like the Fast and Furious brand that the big is ones. making the cheddar and like, you know, the crazy, wacky action Fast and Furious. Like he's been doing yeah. those ones. This is with a... great success. Yes. But he, he 
he left. He didn't do eight. It was um, that was oh, F Gray or oh, who who did the Fate of the Furious? But anyway, Justin Lin went and directed Star Trek Beyond. But then he came back for the next one. But the, they it was like day one of shooting. Everybody's there, cast, crew, ready to shoot. And then it was just agreed between director, the studio, um, that it's just not going to work. And Lynn is going to stay on as producer only. And do you know what? We don't, we don't really know. Oh, I've but heard, for this to know. fall apart at the 11th hour, you don't want to point fingers, but if I was going to point a finger, you know who I'd point at, but we don't know. Um, I mean, Vin Diesel, come on. <laughs> we know. Look, that's what There's, some Vin, I mean, outlets are saying. Yeah. Vin Diesel is the only person, other than the director of the studio, that can put the brakes on. And, yeah, I think it's definitely Vin Diesel. There's been talk of him, like, you know, like, been a little bit out of shape, not coming to set on time, and you know that costs money. Things are set up, not it's, knowing, it's, not knowing his lines. It, it's all, and this is not all speculating. This has been reported on. You know what I did read as well, like because everybody was there and ready to go, and it, it took I'd say less than a week, but you know close to, for them to find a new director. Each day cost anywhere up to a million dollars, because. Time costs money. Everybody well, was that's there. It. That's it. Hollywood is not cheap to get things going. Um, there are like other things that uh, you know, like they've been talking about. It's like this, like this film in particular has sort of become a bit of just a just a cash party for you know all these all these Hollywood Hollywood personnel and their friends. You know, it's sort of like yeah, come on board. Like we'll pay you this amount to be in this movie and like. And the spending's just gone crazy. Apparently, this is, this is turning out to be a very, 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 very expensive film. Um, you know, up there, maybe record breaking. We'll see how we go. So, uh, look, I don't know if things just continue to blow up. It, it's starting to get messy. I, yeah, I don't know. The circumstances well, have left him to leave. That's all we need to know. They've got a new director, so let's see if we can get everything back on track. You know, he directed. Uh, most people's least favorite MCU film, but that's not his fault. That film has its moments, and oh, of course, underrated. Transporter. Underrated. It is underrated. It yeah. is. It is. Although, yeah, yeah, it is. That, that's uh, that's fair. But they've gone to him, and he's the um, he's the guy to take over from Justin Lin. Um, just a quick one. I was talking cars, so I thought I'd put this story in here. The Hot Wheels movie is revving up once again. I didn't even know it was a thing to begin with, to be fair, but J.J. Um, Abrams. <laughs> no, I didn't know it was a film that oh, they were right. looking yes, to, sure. to do, but revving up again, and it's obviously back on track. Um, J.J. Abrams and Pad Robot <laughs> are on board to produce. So it's happening again, but we don't know anything more than that. But, you know, in a world where we've got, in multiple successful <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to stop doing that. But we've got multiple successful Lego movies. Um we talked last time about the Play-Doh. better Gerwig 
Barbie movie. Oh, um, I thought you were going to mention the Play-Doh you know, like, movie. Come on. No, oh, well, we talked about Play-Doh. We've had a Liam Neeson battleship movie, which maybe that's not a good example. But we've had good movies based on games and Hot Wheels. I mean, Hot Wheels toys, you get the standard toys, but then you'll get like a Batmobile and whatever else. So whether they're going to look at doing something similar like they did with Lego, like incorporate all the IPs, who knows? But just think, Hot just Wheels. think of... Think of uh, the merchandising, right? If if uh, if really the point of this movie is to sell more Hot Toys, I mean Hot Wheels, not Hot Toys. That's very different. Um, to sell different more Hot Wheels, yeah. like look at what look at what Pixar and Cars did. Like that movie made so much money purely on merchandise. Like the the so many little toy cars and things sold because of how popular Cars was, even though it's wasn't really that great of a of a Pixar film. Like I mean, Hot, you know what? Hot Wheels could be could be big, you know, like if it's fun and enjoyable and kids love it, they'll be like, you know, oh man, oh yeah, we forgot about Hot Hot Wheels, but like let's get back on that. Let's get back into those. Well, I was just gonna say, sat here at my desk, I'm looking at my Hot Wheels turtle van from the 80s cartoon i'm looking at my hot wheels the batman batmobile so all your hot wheels are all very nerdy um <laughs> like little yep and that's what well that's the appeal for me to be fair but that's what i'm saying though that that could be also the appeal of making this film like you say sell more toys but at the same time like would they would those licenses also be attached to the film so it could be again just like with lego movie that first lego movie having you know lego batman and having han solo turn up you know it was fun han solo wasn't it it doesn't matter anyway <laughs> all right um but speaking of uh capitalizing on on things and then making adaptions into film the super mario brothers movie woo, um starring chris pratt it has been delayed um, and it has a new April 2023 release date. I'll be honest, I forgot that it was this year. It was coming out this year, wasn't it? I forgot. Yeah, that. yeah. I how, thought it was still yeah. a year away and I guess it is. <laughs> so I, I feel indifferent. I don't feel any... Uh... Most people do. Most mm. people feel look, very indifferent about I, this. I'm looking forward to, to this movie though. Like, I get like, I enjoyed how the Sonic movie that first one that you know turned out um by the way we are reviewing the second one uh next episode in the feed um so i won't say too much but i I like that first sonic movie i think this can be done really well i think the the video game curse is over so i'm looking forward to it so look it is a shame that it's delayed but again i i wasn't expecting it anytime soon anyway so we're all good we're all good yeah, we'd need to start seeing footage, really, to have a better idea yeah. of what this film is going to be. But, you know, we don't need to get into it, but it just seems like, I don't know, like a lot of people are off Chris Pratt at the moment. But, you know, he's got a new Jurassic World film coming out. And, yeah, Super Mario <laughs> Brothers, show us some footage. I've got nothing more to say. Other than, is, it, is it completely other than animated? That. Do we know otherwise? Is it? It's just it's animated. I mean, right? come and on! It's... You can't you can't just put a mustache on Chris Pratt and call him Mario. Yes, it is animated, and it's from the studio. <laughs> they did Bob Hoskins, um, but, uh... <laughs> Despicable Me. Yeah, but then they didn't put a mustache on Luigi. Anyway, 
Oh, anyway, yeah, I've actually reviewed that film for yeah. Sounds Like Comics. That was an yeah. experience going back and rewatching that. Oh, it, it definitely, it definitely is. The long-awaited. I'm reading this. This is not my opinion. The long-awaited <laughs> sequel to Bright is no more at Netflix. They've scrapped the project. That was, of course, Will Smith as a cop, Joel Edgerton as an orc, very much like Alien Nation, if you used to watch that back in the day. Yeah, but with I, orcs instead of aliens. I thought it was okay. I, I mean, I did not enjoy that movie really at all. Um, although some interesting little concepts or, or dare I say premise, I was like, okay, look, there's something here, but I was not interested in the second one, obviously. And we'll make this quick. I think, I mean, it, clearly this is all to do with the Will Smith stuff. I'm guessing. Is that a safe bet? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Right? I mean, because all those other projects Net- that Netflix were connected to with, Will Smith, blah blah blah, like they were all shelved or postponed, paused, yeah. whatever. Have they I think it's a, restarted? I think it's, it's bigger than that. I think it's a no, nothing to do with Will Smith. This movie? I think it's more of a Netflix <laughs> reshuffle. Like a big announcement was made regarding um, animation, like more mature content yeah. was getting oh, actually, cut. They yeah, yeah so the, with Netflix and um, I don't know how they're doing financially at the moment and their shares. Yeah, okay, actually, it makes sense. <laughs> that's what it is. It, yeah, it's more. It's, it's more that. so that to be to be honest. Um, we've yeah, we don't need to do Will Smith again. We've talked about what he did. Oh, just one more Everybody time. talks about what he did. <laughs> what did he do? Tell me again. All right, so that's that's fine. It doesn't sound like we care. So that's all good. Um, Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, we've got a title. And a logo revealed for this movie: Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. <laughs> oh boy! Um, starring Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez. Um, Dungeons and Dragons. Are you a fan? Where Where are you coming from with with this? I used to watch the cartoon in the eighties. You know where the kids went to the theme park. Um, I, I'm gonna say one. I'm gonna say no. I, I don't. Oh, know. mate! I don't. Mate, know. I will. Uh, off air i'll share the trailer with you it's <laughs> no. um it's a lot of fun i used to watch that never played the game ever never played the game um, i did watch the movie they made in the early 2000s with jeremy irons justin whalen marlon waynes but other than that that's it I, i've got it- no other points of reference it's, i mean I, I haven't played the game but obviously like i know about the game i sort of uh... I know the idea of it and stuff. It's just always weird to think, like, how do you make a movie about this game in a, well, it's gen- not, it's in a, not just... in a general sense? It's like it has to be It's not about... just a game, though, isn't it? Like, there's there's well, because... novels and there's, you know, there's a lot of content out there that they can I know, like, I, I get that, but it's sort of like, oh, we're making a Dungeons & Dragons movie, but it's sort of like, well, what's it going to be about then? Like, where do we start in terms of choosing the story and the focus characters? And obviously they're going with focusing on a thief character or something like that. It's like, okay, like what makes it, what makes it Dungeons & Dragons? And, you know, you know, we're just talking about like a Mario movie. We know it's going to be about Mario and, and all, you know, his assortment of friends and things like that. But like, so what is a Dungeons & Dragons movie because when you're playing the game the game is whatever you make it like you know what i mean like so how do you yeah yeah you've got your dungeon master and you've got your players 
unless I mean, it's like on. unless it's like that Tom Hanks movie. What was that called? You know, the uh, mazes and monsters where it's like about a group of people playing and then getting getting all caught up in the darkness. I have no idea games. what you're talking you about. You should check that Tom out. Hanks. You should check that out. It was what? like his it was really? Tom Hanks's first lead role, Mazes and Monsters. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, Never it was heard of that. It was about the satanic side of a, a game, a role-playing game, much like Dungeons and Dragons, but of course they couldn't call wow. it out, but it pretty much was. Dungeons and Dragons. There you go. Anyway. Well, before we move on, Dungeons and Dragons is an audience. Well, Game of Thrones did pretty well. And <laughs> yeah, we're about it. to start the prequel series, House of Dragons. So I'm sure they'll do okay. Wasn't there a trailer for that? that... Yeah, but we've done trailer talk twice already. We can't do it a third time. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, <laughs> you purposely didn't include that because I guess we don't care. Cool. <laughs> Well, I haven't. Uh, I've shared it online, but I've not actually watched it. Um, director John M. Chu has announced his Wicked adaption starring Ariana Grande. And Cynthia Erivo has been split into two films and will release on Christmas 2024 and Christmas 2025. So we've got a bit of time to wait for those. I've not seen the, the show. Uh, my wife has, and she really enjoyed it. It's massively popular. Yeah, it did really well. Like people like it. So, yeah, I, I you know, I, I I've, I've always been. Keen I was just for, gonna for this. I'll do this again. You know, I, I I watched recently again for the first time in years, The Wizard of Oz, and I watched it with my kids, and that is a weird movie. <laughs> that is such <laughs> a weird movie. You know, I I think it may be even the first time I've watched it since I was a kid, and I never realized that the farmhands at the beginning were also the same actors that play the Scarecrow, you know, the, the Lion. And you were there. The and Tin Man. you were there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. I mean, it tells you at the end. But yeah, anyway. So, um, yeah. So, Return to Oz. I'm not, I'm not brave enough to revisit that. That was traumatic as a kid, <laughs> watching that movie, the Disney film. But Wicked. There we go. We're going to get oh, into there, I mean, there was that Sam Raimi film, the... Um... The the uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. Oz the Great pretty, and Powerful. That was pretty fun. Like, oh yeah, with James Franco. Yeah, it was it's okay. You know that was the last film that Raimi directed before Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. What a gap! Is that actually is that actually true? Like that's the last one yeah. he directed. So obviously he's produced a whole that was, bunch. That's mental. He's direct. Oh uh, yeah, he's produced a lot of so so horror films. But that was back in 2013. So it went from that to 2022 with Doctor Strange. Pretty crazy. But yeah, look, Wicked, um, you know, obviously focusing on the witch. Like, yeah, cool, cool. It's a, again, it's like, it's another Oz movie, but a different spin, a different angle. And again, you mentioned the, the, the musical, the stage musical, and they're very popular, did really well. So hopefully it translates well. Um, it's a while away, so let's not buy tickets anytime soon. Um, the upcoming A Quiet Place prequel movie has been officially titled A Quiet Place Day One. I mean, is there a better name for a prequel? <laughs> Day one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where 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 are we going back? Yeah, the start. Okay, cool, cool. That's clear. Is this I don't forget, is this one? Is this a prequel set in the world or is this a prequel following the family that we know? 
and love and appreciate? That is an interesting question. Because I, well, I remember them. they were talking about doing one, they were doing something, continuing the story with the family or on a movie with the family, but then there was another one Which that is was still happening. a spin-off. Is this the spin-off or is this, like, I don't know. Like, But anyway, because like, we did get, you know, there was a flashback in the second film of day one with the family. So, I mean, I guess if this is about the family, that would be incorporated. But if it's separate and it's just yeah. sort of generally a global thing or following another family or something about the first day of the outbreak or whatever you want to call it. Well, this this one's not John Krasinski directing. I've got a feeling, I guess, if you're going to compare it to anything, it would be this is like a conjuring spin-off. So you're still going to get the main A Quiet Place film. So the third one is still coming. But this could be different characters on the first day of what happens in those films. Mm. I'm all for That's fine. That That is that is okay. Well, those first two films are solid. So, yeah, I'm very much happy to get more of these. Well, that is it for movie news. Now on to TV news. All right, we'll start with DC on the CW. Legends of Tomorrow follows the cancellation of DC's Batwoman after three seasons and leaves the CW. Uh, with only The Flash and Superman and Lois for its DC slate in the next year. The Flash is expected to end after its ninth season, and it will be replaced by shows like producer Greg Belanti's Gotham Knights. Wow. Yeah, so you are up to date and following these shows. How are you feeling? Discovery, you're in. They're clean and shot, man. I swear to God, they're not wasting time. I mean, it... At it's, least it looks like that's what it's it happening. It absolutely looks like it's what they're doing. I've talked about it on the last couple of movie shows. You know, we got like a ninth season of The Flash, a third season of Superman and Lois and DC, and the CW being known for early pickups, having no mention of the other shows. So it wasn't a real surprise, to be honest. It's a bit disappointing, more so. The Legends of Tomorrow, because they've been going for a long time now. And the disappointment is the fact that they didn't get to finish it. Of course, Batwoman was building to more stories. But Legends of Tomorrow, like, I mean, it was an odd show, like, from from its inception, like, such an odd show, but fun for the most part. It got crazy as the seasons went along, but you just felt like... The characters, the cast were friends. And for them not to have got like a proper send-off is a bit disappointing, but the, not surprised. The potential silver lining is that like potentially they can catch up with some of the characters in one of the still existing shows. Uh, what have we got left? It's the Flash. The Flash, I right? It will only happen in The Flash because although technically Superman and Lois is Arrowverse, John Diggle did appear in season one. David Ramsey once again playing Diggle. Other than that, there's no mention of his cousin Supergirl. There's no mention of the wider DC universe. So it's almost like it's its own little show. Yeah. And that's what I think Superman and Lois will continue to be. So what you were just saying there, if the other characters and actors were going to get some sort of a send-off in a different show... The Flash is where it would happen. But even the ninth season, they're talking about saying it could end up being 
a much shorter season. I imagine what they're doing with like, again, I'm using the phrase cleaning shop. I think that they're going to be moving towards you know, like shows. And again, this is not to knock network television programming. There's a place for it. We can have fun with it. It's great. But shows to the level of like Peacemaker, um, you know, like the the Penguin spinoff of like the Batman and stuff like that. Like I think those those higher level, you know, premium shows, I think that's what they want the DC brand yep. to, to be. And that makes sense. And it does. That will be easier for me to keep on top of, I'll admit, than, <laughs> than watching six, uh, six shows uh, with multiple seasons with like 20 plus episodes each season. It's, it's hard. It's tricky. but <laughs> It is hard to keep up. But with something like Superman and Lois, that is a CW show. But it is pretty good. What happens is... Quality is pretty good. It, yeah, yeah, definitely. But it is on the CW, but then it gets put on... HBO Max. I think it's like maybe the second day. But again, it always I'm, gets big numbers on HBO Max. It's I'm, kind of, I'm not just talking about where the show actually is. Like genuinely oh no, no, I, I get, the actual no, I, quality I, level and production. And I stuff. get what you're saying, but what I think is going to happen because Superman and Lois does look better than the other CW DC shows. Then what's going to happen is you're going to have The Flash having its final season and then you're going to have Superman and Lois maybe just becoming a HBO Max show. Sure. And then you're going to get a second season of Peacemaker and the other shows that they're making. And I think Superman and Lois will be the last CW show, but it'll no longer be on CW. And then maybe and that's maybe where yeah. the CW's done. What would CW have left? Riverdale? Is that their only show? Like, <laughs> that'll be... Oh, they've got the Walker Texas Ranger prequel <laughs> oh, yeah. series. All oh, right. Yep. Yeah, you know they've, they've got stuff they've got stuff and new new stuff coming but for the longest time they had so many dc shows from smallville they got arrow then the flash black lightning supergirl started oh, on cbs second season cw end yeah of an think, era is coming I yeah yeah just gonna say end of an era that's happening and you know talking peacemaker on hbo max Viola Davis is in talks to return as Amanda Waller in her own spin-off series on HBO Max. So there you go. We did get Waller earlier on in the Peacemaker season, and she's said to be having her own show. And if, like Peacemaker, it's not just her, you're getting a wider DCEU. And I'm sure it's going to be a limited season as well, like Peacemaker. And having a star like Viola Davis, be your lead. Yeah, I've got a lot of a lot of hope for this one, but it, just like we were just talking about before, with you know going for more content, DC content like Peacemaker and Penguin, I think that's definitely the direction they're looking at going in, and this could be another example of that. Definitely high quality, and then like the, the the caliber of Viola Davis, like it's yeah, you can't go wrong there, and. Uh, I read somewhere like the idea of this, even though, you know, it's within the same, uh, you know, realm of the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, this show is going to endeavor to be not very much a comedy. So <laughs> it's going to be a lot more serious. And um, I mean, I'm sure there'll be a bit of humor still to it and a lot of the fun that you do get with the Amanda Waller character. But 
definitely a much more drama-driven action show as well, which will be which will be good to see. Just to mix it up, just because Suicide Squad and Peacemaker does get pretty nutty. It, it does, but I just like the fact that you can have these characters appearing, whether in film, on TV, and tonally can be different. Good, good, uh, good mix. Uh, now, Doctor Who, um, it's officially cast Sex Education's uh, Naughty Gatwa as the next Doctor to take charge of the TARDIS. Um, now, Gatwa will obviously be replacing Jodie Whittaker and become the 14th Doctor. Um, look, you know, I'm not the, you know, I don't follow Doctor Who and all that kind of stuff. Um, but look, I'm going to say what the I'm predicting the majority of the narrow-minded world is, is going to be saying and commenting on this. Um, you know, like when Jodie Whittaker was cast, it was a bit of an outcry. And I'm going to say a bit, it was an outcry from, again, narrow-minded people who, Doctor Who, a woman, outrageous. I'm expecting, and this isn't my view, but I'm expecting, you know, we're going to get a backlash of Doctor Who is now a black man. My God. Well, yeah, I mean, you said it. He is the first non-white male to play the Doctor. We've had a Doctor of Colour previously in an episode where we found the Doctor out of time and we spent a bit of time with her. But yes, this is breaking new ground for Doctor Who. And when it comes to the Doctor regenerating and whoever they cast, male, female, it's about the right person for the role, the showrunner, the direction they are looking at taking the show in, the kind of stories they are looking to tell with the Doctor, whoever he or she is going to be, in this case, he. And this guy I'm not familiar with. I've not seen Sex Education, although I know that it is a massive show on Netflix. But, yeah, this is this is big news. It really is. Like you were talking about how people reacted to a female doctor. For me personally, I really enjoyed having a Yorkshire doctor. That was fun, you know, from a similar part of the UK as me. Enjoyed that, should have, but... that should have been what they were complaining about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, I mean, this is big. I, I, the only thing right, that I'll say that I'm not completely on board with is the way that they revealed it. Like, you know, the, you know, the official press release, to put out a photo of the actor and then you got the story. Whereas what they did with Jodie Whittaker, it was a teaser video and you had the previous doctor transform into Jodie Whittaker in the video. That was it. It was, it was a moment you clicked play on the video. You saw the transformation and there it was, or not transformation, regeneration for you Whovians listening. You saw the regeneration, <laughs> and there she was. Where is this? Yeah. It's like, this is a photo of the guy. Anyway, <laughs> he's going to be the new Doctor, but, um, you know, English. And that's the that's the key, isn't it? As Having long as a, they're English. So, yeah, Doctor, well, Who, Doctor Who can be anyone as long as he's English, or she, as long as they awesome. are English. 
It is absolutely but, important. No, like uh, you, I, I again, I, I, I'm not, I don't follow Doctor Who, so again, none of this matters. But um, I'm not familiar with this with this actor. But again, I've heard many great things about Sex Education show. So I'm surely if he's an actor from that show, I um, pretty. I'm just had a look. He's going to be in the Barbie movie as well. So oh, there we go. Look forward to. There we go. And then we will know yeah, who he is. <laughs> and a quick, I'll just add this. This wasn't part of my original story, but with his casting, it makes him the first African actor to play the lead role in the show's history and the fourth Scottish actor to do so after Sylvester McCoy, David Tennant and Peter Capaldi. So there you go. Oh, so not even English. <laughs> Scottish. Scottish. But as I've just said, we've had many Scottish Doctor Who's That's it. in the past. Will, will he, really? Will he be really? Scottish though? Will he? Will the character be Scottish or will he put on a, an English accent of sorts? All you need to know, the Doctor is an alien. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on to the next story. Um Netflix has cancelled the Steve Carell comedy from The Office creator Greg Daniels after two critically panned seasons. Of course, I'm talking about Space Force. This is a show that I will say I enjoy, yet I'm only halfway through the second season. It's a show for some reason, although I like it and I like everybody involved, it's got a great cast. I'm never in a hurry to watch it. It's kind of like... Uh, I don't know. So it's been cancelled, and, and it's a shame because I do like it as a show. But at the same time, I get it because even though I like it, I'm not even watching it. So I guess people that don't like it <laughs> are not even watching it, even more so, more than me. I I was so surprised when this got a um, a second season. I I pushed through that first one, didn't go back for the second. It's not a terrible show. It, there's just there's just nothing to it that is that engaging or gripping. As it's made. for it, me. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good show. Nothing more. Nothing less. Just middle of the road. Like it's it's easy our show. Doing. Like, it's our show. <laughs> I could just put it on and watch it. And yet, yeah. so, do you know what I mean? So it's like the idea that it's being cancelled. On occasion, you'll hear about a show being cancelled. You're like, what? This isn't that time. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, sorry. And, and no surprise. Here we are. Um, yeah. And critically panned. So, I mean, okay. I mean, if they eventually made, or if they made a season three, I'd eventually watch it. But they're not, so I won't. <laughs> but I will at some point finish the second season. Although apparently it's a bit of a cliffhanger, so I've got that to look forward to. Oh, great. That's a, that's a good way to end the show. <laughs> All right. Now for a show that uh, we do watch and um, we, we are up to date on, Cobra Kai Season 5 is coming to Netflix on September 9th, several months earlier than anticipated. What is it normally? It's like December. I remember watching it at New Year's. It's pretty much been New Year's, around New Year's. New Year's Day. Day. Yeah, yeah. New, yeah. But, okay, so I yeah, guess January, then not, not December. Um, since it's shift from YouTube to Netflix, new seasons of the show. Oh, here we go. I'm just repeating what we just confirmed. Um, arriving on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. So it can be a mixed bag. There we go. Um, this is great because um, I like this show and give it to me earlier. Thank you. 
<laughs> I'm going to go one further and say I love this show. I'm really it pleased. I'm going to get to see it earlier. This is this is the show where it's like just because of the passion behind you know like that the that the makers have for the Karate Kid and and the legacy and these characters. Like they just know how to put on a good show, and yeah, it gets silly and ridiculous sometimes. But do you know what? It's so much fun. This show is better than it has any right being, and I'm all for it. I, uh, yeah, it I is, agree completely. It's great man. The makers of the show they've gone on record many times before saying basically for them growing up, the Crack Kid was their Star Wars. They've got so much love for the Crack Kid films, and. Like you say, it's you see it here with the Cobra Kai series. So, yeah, the idea of getting it sooner rather than later, very happy with that. Maybe if I work really hard and like become a filmmaker, maybe in like 10, 15 years, I can make like the next trilogy of Jurassic Park films. That'd be good. Right all the wrongs. <laughs> Just to live these, we'll <laughs> make like a TV show when, you know. Dinosaur special effects, etc. Anyway, look, pumped. I'm excited. Uh, is this the last season? Did, oh, there's that... no signs of slowing down. No, no, they're definitely okay, not saying good, that. They're, good, they're just going to keep keep making these. Yeah, no, this is just the next season. There's no talks of an ending at all at this stage. Fantastic. Fantastic. We've had our first look at Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Joy Rupp as Red and Kitty in that 70s show. Topher Grace. Laura Prepon, Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis, and Wilma Valderrama are all set to appear. Danny Masterson is the only main cast member not returning. I mean, look, the picture is great. It's good to see Red and Kitty back in uh, their kitchen now in the 90s. That looks eerily like nothing's changed, um, which is pretty accurate for <laughs> a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of homes around those times like yeah like they do still nothing much change the news really is that we're gonna get a hell of a lot of uh these returning original characters and actors i am so i'm it's gonna be i'm excited yeah no me too i guess it's gonna be a lot of guest spots we know that one of the main characters is going to be the daughter of Eric and Donna who go and stay with her grandparents. But the idea that all these actors are coming back has me excited. Back when this show was coming out, I loved it. Like I had the DVDs and I was right into it. I, I didn't stick with it for whatever reason. I just missed it when it was on TV. I didn't see the later seasons. But if ever there was a time to go back and catch up on the ones that I've missed is now... And yeah, that that ninety show. Mm. I'm really, I mean, really looking forward to this. I mean, I never. Did you ever see that eighty show? No, that spin no, no, that, no, that didn't go anywhere. But it was it was all new characters, wasn't it? And like nothing. Yeah. So this is a very a very different thing. This is just like a continuation, just missing a decade. But, I mean, do you remember? You know, all these revival shows were coming out, and it was sort of like, hey, when are they going to do a revival show that I actually care about? That you know, a show that I've watched. That uh, and I guess this is this is one of them. This is happening. This is good. Um, and look, it makes sense that you know, like Tova Grace, Laura Preppen will be featured in this in some capacity. Their their, their daughter is is the main character. Um, I think it's very easy 
either they got Ashton Kutcher or Mila Kunis first, but all you have to do is get one of them and pretty much the other one is an easy get, seeing as though they're, you know, married in real life and all that kind of stuff. Um, also great to obviously see Wilma uh, Valderrama back as well. A shame about Danny Masterson, but I guess with things going on with him, um, it's, it, it makes sense, but we won't get into all of that. What I'm, I'm pumped. I'm glad it is not good. It's not just going to be a half-baked sort of just like, oh, look, we got who we could. It's, it's, we're going all, all out. I am, I'm excited. Well, they're still making new seasons of the Goldbergs. And at a time, I really loved that show. And then I just it's, started it's, to lose interest. It's messy um, now. It's really messy. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's got its own problems. But just as a show, I used to really enjoy it. And it just seems like, that 90s show could scratch that itch. So I'm looking forward to, yeah, to the I cast. Think this 90s nostalgia, back. like that's gonna be gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun stuff. Um yeah, you should um like you mentioned you didn't you didn't finish the show like again, much like with anything, like when like Topher Grace and Ashton Kutcher left the show, it did become something a little bit different, but we get to focus on some other characters and there's okay they're not great but there's there are some good moments and bits to it so still worth it (laughs) i mean yeah you're not selling it but i'm gonna do it anyway no no it's (laughs) it's worth it it's worth it it's good um did have we talked about the fact that neighbors the the australian soap opera neighbors is coming to an end i mean we we haven't no because we we don't usually talk soaps on the podcast but with us being a Australian-based <laughs> podcast, I kind of felt as though we needed to report on this particular news story. I did think this was weird that you put it in, but sure. I mean, it's not the first time we've mentioned Neighbours. Remember that one time we talked about like the Halloween special or something they were doing? It was weird. Time travel. It was nutty. <laughs> Maybe. Well, uh, well, from what you've just said there, you absolutely was the one that talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh, look, Neighbours has come to an end. There's a whole thing. Apparently there's no funding. Apparently somewhere in the UK like whether it's channel four or something like they five channel, channel five, five whatever i don't care um, <laughs> like they hey, this isn't the story but yeah like i feel like we need context they're like a co-funder the majority of it without them they can't pick up another broadcaster anyway the show has to cancel because no one wants to pay for it okay um very sad it's been a long time uh end of an era there we go cw loses all their dc shows the world loses neighbors. It's 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 sad. Anyway, um, they have confirmed that the the return of former stars Kylie Minogue and Jason Donovan uh, for the soap's emotional finale as it comes to an end after nearly forty years. But not just these guys; they're bringing back an onslaught of like other previous stars and stuff like that. Whether you still want to call them stars, I'm being nasty. But there's the no, I mean, come on. I mean, call it what it is. This is this is a big deal. And whether you like it or not, big. I mean, I remember. I like, watched Neighbors more than I watched Home and Away. Like Neighbors was, if I was ever watching one of the soaps, it was, you know, like my dad and my sister watched Home and Away. But I was like, and I watched Neighbours. I watched Neighbours. It was just on. It was just on. Like for me in the UK, 5.30 BBC One, Neighbours. If for whatever reason you were home during a weekday around one o'clock, it got shown for the first time then and repeated at half five on the same day. That was it. So if you was off school sick, 
You'd watch Neighbours during the day. It was just, it was just a thing, and it was, it was just weird on. that it premiered during the day. Like that's weird. Yeah, it's, like the repeat should it's have been how, the next day during the day. No, it's it's oh. how they did it. I mean, because essentially, the I mean, come on, like more people are going to watch it at half five, but they used to run it a few hours early. But that was it on the BBC, and then it got picked up by Channel Five. It was a whole thing. But anyway, Neighbours. Coming to an end. <laughs> we just had it as a double pairing with The Simpsons. I don't know. That's how I ended up there. But... There you go. From memory, five o'clock, home and away, turnover, 5.30 neighbours. But that's it. We've done it. We've we've talked about neighbours and home and away on the podcast. Throw it in there. Throw it in there. Streaming platform, Amazon Freebie, the recently rebranded IMDb TV, is developing a new version of Inside Number 9 for US audiences. Creators Steve Pemberton and Rishia Smith are working on the project, but will not star in the episodes. Freebie says, we hope we can make a version that is worthy of the legacy. I've talked about Inside Number 9 so many times on podcasts. I've recommended it. I absolutely love this show. And we're getting a US remake i don't know if it's going to be the same scripts and they're just going to do their version or if it's going to be new ideas but it's it's happening i mean i think the most recent example of this is ghosts you know it's on cbs in the us and on the uk in the uk should i say it was on bbc and I've been watching that. That's on Paramount Plus. That's okay, I guess. <laughs> but Inside Number Nine, yeah, so it's going to be reaching a wider audience. But if you haven't watched the UK one, check it out. It is brilliant. And they're currently airing their latest series. My question is, what is Amazon Freebie? But doesn't matter. Different conversation for Well, it was. <laughs> Amazon. Free well, no, tier? Amazon it free tier? It, no, IMDb TV is available here in Australia, or it was available through Prime Video, and I'm sure elsewhere, but that's where I've seen it available. Oh, okay. Amazon Freebie is just a rebranded name, so sure. it's, it's, it's all Prime. Uh, very exciting. It's Prime, but outside of your standard Prime Video subscription. So it's, you not, have to pay extra. it's not the Prime Prime. It's, a- it's not Prime <laughs> Video, it's Amazon <laughs> I, honestly, I, we can't get into this again That's because why I didn't it irks me. It irks me how Amazon have Amazon Originals, Amazon Studios for films, Prime Video for streaming, and now they've got Amazon Freebie. The Come fact on, that you even it. were able to say all of that off the top of your head is very impressive. Um, but look, yeah, look, some some uh, American adaptions of British television works. Like The Office is a is proof of that. Sometimes it takes a bit for it to find its own legs and become its own thing. Like you said, like, are they taking the, the, the same scripts and doing it? And then does that humor translate to American audiences? Man, maybe, maybe not. Hopefully this is a good outcome and not one of those bad, awkward, uncomfortable ones where you go, oh, this is a train wreck. The thing is, though, what's... <laughs> Definitely not going to be there because it's in the news story. But every single episode of Inside Number Nine actually stars Steve Pemberton and Rishi Smith, obviously playing different characters. So are they going to have US counterparts? Who knows? We've got nothing on casting at the moment, but so much of that show, like they don't just write it, they star in it. It very much is their own thing. 
And BBC just lets them go and do whatever they want to do. They get pretty much free reign over there. So I'm curious what this new version is going to look like. All right, one last one last TV story here. Whoa, epic show. Um, and it's about uh, one of the Walking Dead spinoffs, um, in particular, the Daryl and Carol spinoff. But Carol, Melissa McBride, will no longer star as the character in the Walking Dead spinoff. Um, so I guess it's now just a Daryl spinoff. That's, that's and I'm not it. sure how much you heard about this, but Norman Reedus, obviously plays Daryl Dixon, he was getting a lot of comments online, and he was being basic. He was being accused as the reason for her no longer being attached to the project, to the point where AMC had to come out and make a statement. Yeah, yeah, and isn't it just because like uh, it was going to be filming in like in in the uk or something and she didn't want to move there for this is, is that right is yeah that, i heard yeah I, something like I, well i don't know if uk specifically but they said it was going to be filmed in europe so <laughs> somewhere I don't know away where. from the the body of the united states yeah. and or north america <laughs> I but when do you know what when you're doing a daryl and carol spin-off and carol is no longer doing it is the show strong enough to just do Daryl? I, I don't know. I mean, I, do you know what? I don't like the Carol I, character, so I'm like... I don't watch Walking sure. Dead. Well, so there you go. There you go. But Don't it's, listen to me. <laughs> it's, it is weird. I mean, the, the show either needs to be retooled or they need a replacement character. The thing is, like, the... Like it hasn't finished yet, but the main show has finished. Um, like they've finished filming and stuff like that. Whether they retool the end of those two characters, or at least maybe change the outcome of what happens to Carol's character, can do they still have capacity to do that? I don't know. Maybe they won't do anything, and it will be the same. Do they need to ending. do it? I mean, well, one of the, the one of the criticisms is like all of these spinoffs. It's like oh, it kind of ruins the the outcome of of particular characters because you know, well, they obviously survive. Yeah, may and well, I was I just know. gonna, I was gonna ask, where's the Rick Grimes trilogy on the big screen? What's going on with that? Where's where's all this other Walking Dead content they're apparently putting together? Well, they've got all these other, they got all those other bloody Fear the Walking Dead still going. Uh, world beyond whatever that's called. I think that's finished that now, just, but, but that, yeah, I think that just went its run for two seasons. Two seasons, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Rick Grimes is comments at some point. I think they said. So there I we go. But I don't know. But Daryl and Carol is no longer going to be a thing. Just yeah, and and there you go. I hope they just that's call it Daryl. <laughs> just Daryl. Daryl. That'll be cool. <sighs> oh well, yes, that is it for the. <laughs> The TV news section, and yeah, yeah, it's been a long, a long show so far. So many um, things. Recommend, so many things. yeah, recommend. Well, do you know why? It's because we went a little bit early last time, so it feels like it's been a little bit over two weeks worth of news. I think that's why it's run a little bit longer today. But anyway, recommend section. All right. Um, eventually, you're going to start thinking I have this weird thing for Elle Fanning, but I'm recommending one of her shows again, but a different one this time. It's called The Girl from Plainville. Um, it's a drama miniseries, um, again, starring Elle Fanny, 
El Fanning, not El Fanny. That's something different. Um, Chloe Savigny and Colton Ryan. Um, not sure if you know about it, but the the infamous the infamous um, death of Conrad Roy um, case, where his girlfriend Michelle Carter was convicted for involuntary manslaughter. The whole he committed suicide. They were texting. She told him to essentially go through with it, get back in the car and kill yourself. It's grim. Anyway, whole court case thing. There was a documentary. I think it was maybe on Netflix or something. That was pretty interesting. It was kind of like, is she responsible? Is she not? Free will? Things are questioned. This is a drama series adaption of it, and it's quite interesting. And uh, Elle Fanning is portraying this character in such a way that you hate her so much. She's... (laughs) in a good way it's 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 uncomfortable what she's just the character and how she acts and things like that whether there's that much truth to what's going on it's a cool little bad use of word it's a it's an interesting take on on this drama and you know it is a form of entertainment which is kind of problematic in itself, but it look, it's an interesting story and uh, it's a good little show. Um, I believe it's wrapping up very soon. Maybe it has, I think I've got one more episode to watch from the looks of it. Um, but so far had a pretty good time. I'm done. That's it. The girl from Plainville. You're right. The documentary is on Netflix. Thank and you. then the idea that the drama is on Stan seems a bit odd <laughs> to me. You kind of would have thought Stan would, would have got ahead of it, maybe, and got the documentary as well, unless it's an, an, a Netflix original. I'm not quite sure. I've seen it on Stan. I'm very close to having my 30 day free trial expiring on Stan. And I did see it on there, but I didn't get around to watching it. I just ran out of time, unfortunately. Um, Maybe I'll catch it at a later date when I once again try Stan. But my recommend is also on Stan. So there you go. You're welcome, Stan. You've been making good use I'm of recommending, the trial, so well done. Yes. I'm recommending this country. Have you seen this country at all? Um, I have I've not seen this country. I, I know of the country I'm oh, in, but I this, you think you're talking something different. This show is excellent. It, it really is. And I'd seen bits online. In the UK, it's on the BBC. Here in Australia, it is on Stan. It is a comedy exploring the lives of young people in modern rural Britain, focusing on cousins Kevy and Lee Curtin Mucklow and their lives in the Cotswolds. It's a mockumentary, and it is so good. They did three series in total from 2017 to 2020, the cast, your main cast members, I've mentioned them already, Kerry and Curtin, are Daisy May Cooper and Charlie Cooper. In the show, they play cousins. In real life, they are actually brother and sister. And it is just, it's so good. It's very much a fly-on-the-wall show. As I said, it's a mockumentary. And it's got lots of endearing characters, some eccentric characters. And, it, and it's great. It ran for... Three series in total, so they are done. They've each gone on to other projects, but it's something I'd always known of, but I'd never actually seen. And when I saw that it was available on Stan, I've made my way through all three series. 
But we're talking before about UK shows being adapted in the US. They've done it for this show as well. Kerry and Curtin have become Kelly and Shrub for the retitled series Welcome to Flatch. That's the US version they made one season. I've not seen it, but I'll say this. In the UK one, there's a village vicar, and it's pretty much what you'd think of when you think of a British vicar. Not in a negative way, but it's pretty much what you'd think of and plays the part very well. Is a middle-aged guy, looks the part. But for the US version, do you know who they've cast for that part? Sean William Scott. Stifler. What? <laughs> Just goes to show how different adaptions can be put together. Yeah, there it so is. Anyway, so I've not seen so I've not seen Welcome to Flatch. Maybe it's okay, I don't know. But the UK one is the one that I'm recommending this country. It's like when you say Flatch. It just <laughs> It just sounds kind of naughty. <laughs> oh, well, uh, yeah, there you go. Well, um, okay, cool. So we've both recommended shows that are available on Stan. Well, as always, we're going to close out a bit of trivia, and it is that 70s show-based. The show was initially titled Teenage Wasteland, and later The Kids Are All Right. However, both names were references to songs by The Who, Legal issues prevented their use. As a result, the show was eventually announced as Feeling All Right. But because that name had few supporters, a search for a new title began. After noticing that audience members in focus groups would say, I like that show about the 70s, or I like that 70s show, it was eventually decided to simply call the series That 70s Show. I feel like, I feel like, a show that puts that in the title is just like the bottom of the barrel, I think. Whoa. I feel, <laughs> I feel like it's uh, on its way to success. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to get itself noticed. Oh, no, very, very cool. Very cool trivia. I remember I, I've heard of the, the original title, um, but I didn't know the journey, the rest of the, um, the rest of the options that they had. So very cool. Very cool. There you go. Mm. Well, that's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, we recently reviewed Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and stay tuned for our upcoming review of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. <laughs>